Good morning and welcome to episode six of Mind Your Mind on Spin. I am absolutely loving this series. This week I am so excited to introduce to you Jessica Harris, a musical therapist. I am all about music therapy. I think it is so important and something I've used myself. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Katie. I truly appreciate being here and, and um, having a chat with you about music therapy. I really, really appreciate it. Jessica, it's yeah. something that a lot of people I don't feel know what it is. Uh, what is music therapy? That is such a good question. And I remember actually because you're... Um, Aspen Southwest, you're in a little bit of a hub for music therapists because you've got UL, our accredited course, just around the corner there um, uh, in Limerick. And I guess music therapy can look very different uh, with different groups of people, with different needs and um, different goals that we might be working towards. But I guess um, the, the main elements of music therapy are that we are working towards um, sometimes very clinical based goals around their health and life and um, and lifestyle and we are also in deep communication through music so sometimes it's like um, we use what's called improvisation which is like a beautiful spontaneous conversation with someone and because music is not non-verbal we also have all this magic at our fingertips where we can express ourselves through music in ways in which we can't through words so sometimes it's like a really special conversation through music where I suppose we're using um, the feelings around us our emotions um, we are in conversation with someone and sometimes that mirrors how someone might be in conversation with their peers or with their with their families or with their wider communities and sometimes it may look a little bit more structured for example I absolutely love working with young people with autism and someone uh, someone with autism may need a slightly more structured approach so sometimes music can look like music activities and games um, and it can look like lots and lots of fun but really everything that we do in the session is responsive and supporting the goals that we put in place for someone so that it can really benefit their lives in clinical ways in emotional ways sometimes in uh, physical in physio ways. So really we're hitting goals and and and, um, and aims that other health professionals around us might be meeting as well. So we might be working to target some of the same goals with someone as physios might be or OTs or speech and language therapists. Um, that's also the beautiful part of music is that we're using parts of the brain um, and the brain activity is so unique when we play or listen to music that actually we have all these wonderful neurological fireworks at our fingertips to light up our brains and enable us sometimes to, for example, sing songs and remember words and lyrics when that might not otherwise be possible if we were just using the very the, the language part of our brain. So because music is so wonderful at engaging so many different parts of our brain, we have access to this 
these beautiful neurological fireworks that happen. It is a massive, massive area, isn't it, Jessica? Like, music therapy is used in aid of physical discomfort by improving respiration, lowering blood pressure, improved cardiac output, reduced heart rate, it relaxes the muscle tension, it helps with mental health. This is a form of therapy and it's great for reducing stress, negative side effects such as emotional and behavioural problems. And I suppose the emotional and behavioural problems would come in there with treating children with autism and children that might be on the spectrum yeah so that would be um i suppose a developmental approach to to working with someone and i'm so glad you mentioned these wonderful i suppose physical direct uh, impact that music can have on people um you know there are lots of wonderful studies we have lots of fabulous evidence backing up our work but it's been proven as well that uh, engaging in in music and music and music therapy, I, I believe some of the studies are around music therapy. Some of the studies are around use of music in general. But they all confirm that actually um, engaging in music making or in music listening can reduce our heart rate, aid our breathing, because we've got all these incredible structures really in music to support. All these, all these wonderful things that we, that I suppose, um, that we can do. So, for example, we've got the rhythm in music, which gives us structure. We've got the pitch in music, which can tell us so much about emotions, and and can be attached to memories. Again, coming back to our brains, we're all unpacking all this at such lightning speed that really often, when we're engaging in music, we're connecting on so many different levels. And often it can support us putting aside maybe our, for example, our fight or flight uh, instincts because we're so busy unpacking all this going on when we're listening or making music. So all the structures, the pitch, the rhythm, I guess the emotions, the memories that might be attached, where we've heard this music before. Um, And there are also wonderful studies that our brains, when we're listening to music, do such magical things that really computers are so far behind them you know computers they can do a lot but they can't unpack what we can from music in such lightning speed and I think in terms in terms of the emotional content of music as well like even we have all this incredible evidence and scientific facts that and backing up uh, what we do but there's to me I think there's also this beautiful magical aspect to music that we're we're still trying to and discover and I sometimes I think that lies in the emotional aspects which can come from you know the music we listened to when we were young when we were forming our identities what aesthetically pleases our ear what moves us so our backgrounds all that can go into how we how we respond when we listen to a piece of music so the beauty as well that we found is every individual responds so uniquely and so differently so, for example, you know, if we were to listen to the same piece of music, me and you might have a really different emotional response. We might feel really differently about it. And so I guess our preferences and are really important to my work because what I'm trying to do is trying to engage and respond um, and create music with someone with their individual preferences and tastes so that their responses are what is what I'm responding to. Does that does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense, Jessica. I of course love music and 
for me, I feel like music is my therapy. You know, if I have a bad day or I'm feeling low, I go straight to the radio, whether it be my Spotify yeah. playlist or Spins Out West. I listen to music all day. I would probably listen to it more than I would watch television. It does something for me that I'm not quite sure. And maybe as a music therapist, you can tell me. Uh, when I turn on music, I feel a calm over myself. I feel connections to the music. It puts me in better form. You know, it might perk up my day, which is crazy to me because how sounds can do that to my mind and body. That's such a beautiful description, Katie. And really, I guess it's fascinating how we use music in our lives. You know, there's so many times of the day, even in all, all in one day, that we might choose to listen to different music for different different emotions, for different uh, different activities we might be doing. For example, you know, we might be cleaning the house and driving and, um, you know, we might be listening to a song that's really great at getting us motivated. Or we might be li- wanting to listen to a song that really links in with our mood and we feel like, this is where we're at. Or we might be wanting to listen to a song that really lifts our mood. Or we might be listening to a song, you know, on a, uh, when, when we want to feel spiritually uplifted or we just want to move our bodies. So it's really fascinating that even in what, throughout one day, we can have all these different use and listen and engage in, in listening to music in so many different ways. And I guess it comes down to as well, I, that music is so, has been so crucial to the forming of, you know, our societies and humanity and um, how we've used music right from our very earliest times, which I find really fascinating as well, you know. If we go back to the ancient Greeks, how they used music, the importance they placed on music, and they had all sorts of, I guess, philosophies and theories around music that could evoke a certain physical uh, manifestation which as I was discussing earlier about preferences we now know that really our music taste and our preference is the most important as the most important aspect around that but then we used music for example to join for gatherings to connect us you know and from our earliest times we used music during spiritual times to uh, to commune together uh, we use music to send messages, you know, to call to call each other when we needed to. There were just so many incredible uses of music right back from the from the very earliest times of humanity. So I find it really fascinating, I have to say. Yeah, Jessica, I love this. And let's <laughs> talk about the connection with music. I find that sometimes yeah. you're at a certain point in your life and you can find connections in songs. So words of songs, uh, you connect to them because you might be in a certain stage in your life. Do you see that a lot? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I guess one... Um, one thing I might do, for example, with clients is look at the at the lyrics of a song together and I suppose look at the meaning behind the song. What what make that what might make this song really meaningful, you know, um, combined with this the, with the beautiful melodies that we're hearing. And I guess that's as well where it's important to say, Katie, because I am a council member of IACAT, which is the Irish Association of Creative Arts Therapists, which is I-A-C-A-T dot I-E. And I guess it's really important to say that it is it is crucial that you, if you're working with a music therapist, that you do make sure that they are a graduated, accredited 
music therapist. So in Ireland, that happens from UL, which is just around the corner from me, which is really exciting. So you got, uh, it's a wonderful place to study. Um, I, I, I studied there many years ago now, but um, it is a fabulous, fabulous location, fabulous place to study, fabulous staff. And that is where in Ireland we can accredit ourselves as music therapists. And when we're managing these emotions and when we're being guided through these processes, it is so important that you have someone who really has had the training and the skills in doing that and that can guide you safely and can manage and help and support you in processing any emotions that might come up. So it is so important that you make sure that if you are planning to engage in music therapy, that you just do a little bit of research to make sure that you are with a fully qualified and accredited music therapist. Absolutely, Jessica. Music therapy to me is crazy because it goes to so many different lengths. If someone is breaking up with someone, for instance, we automatically go to those real deep, meaningful, slow songs. Uh, if we were heading out with girlfriends and you're getting ready, you yeah. go to those happy, upbeat, uh, going out songs. People use music therapy throughout their day and just not realise it. Would I be right in saying that's, that? That's absolutely right. And it's, it's fascinating the kind of, ca- I suppose, the categories in which we might seem to use music. For example, you've just... You just said, and uh, I love that image of, you know, going out, getting ready. That might be kind of our more motivational, upbeat, moving, you know, getting getting our bodies moving playlist. Whereas, you know, if we're looking to connect deeply into an emotion or we're looking to maybe uplift our emotions from where we are, we're going to have a completely different um outlook and and playlist. <laughs> we of yeah. course choose music throughout the day to get us through the day. What do you do as a music therapist? Talk me through if you had a client and you sat down to meet them and they want to start music therapy. That is such a good question Katie because often it can be I suppose a little more complex to describe in words what a session might look like or what a day might look like or what is you know what our process is. So we would start off and we would have what we would call the assessment uh, phase. So that would start off with, first of all, the referral. Now, I actually happen to work um, within the Royal Irish Academy of Music here in Dublin. So for me, referrals could be self-referrals, somebody referring themselves, a carer or parent referring someone, or it could be a, um, a colleague or fellow music therapist or healthcare worker who's referring someone. So that's the first part. That's, that's that's, I suppose, the initial contact. And then we would go into a, a deeper assessment where, where, for example, I might choose to have a conversation with either the person themselves or with their carer or referee, you know, parent or carer. And often that would be, um, if it was a parent or carer, that that could possibly be just with them alone because um, because I guess it's important to start on the, on the, on the right dynamic and the relationship to be, to be, I suppose, getting into the music straight away for someone. And for me to find out, obviously, as much as I can, so we can form our goals and our, and our aims through our music therapy sessions. So basically finding out as much as I can about how this person might benefit from, from our session time as possible and what kind of music we might be making, what kind of techniques they might benefit from. That is the very first stage. Then we would have music therapy sessions themselves now the assessment phase could be anything from say you know I usually for me it's about it's a few sessions and I'm observing very um 
very, I suppose, with a, with a deep awareness about how someone is responding to me and how they are responding to the music. As I said, music therapy is kind of very responsive in the moment. We're making music, musical and um, communication decisions in split seconds because we are, we are responding and relating to the person that we're working with and we are present and in the moment and responding and relating all the time through music and through our outward communication. So that's the kind of awareness I would bring to the assessment phase. Then we would have, I suppose, the sessions, the, the treatment process itself or the, the intervention process or our sessions themselves. Um, and they could be for, you know, depending... Depending on them, on the client, they could be, you know, for longer, for longer term, or they could be uh, for a shorter term, depending on what the client, what the client might need, what circumstances. Um, and so we would continue to to develop and work on our goals and be responsive and and bring that awareness to our sessions. And when we're creating music and continuing, I suppose, to be responsive to how they're making music with us, how they're relating to us through the music and how we're relating to them and uh, how they're responding to me as well and how we're responding to them. I suppose it's important to, to say that evaluation then is, is really kind of continuous. You know, we would take notes after each session and then we would really have an evaluation after a certain number of sessions, usually about 10, and we would consider how we have met our goals, how, how we have worked together, how this person has worked through music. Um, and then we would make our recommendations for how we were going to continue forward and um, and whether we were going to maybe look at our goals, evaluate our goals again, or maybe our goals were in place and we were going to continue to work towards them. So that's the kind of the pattern of the of the of um, the phases of our time together. It sounds fantastic, um, Jessica. I know that it has been proven for young adults, young children with autism or on the spectrum, that it's fantastic. But it's also fantastic for older adults that might have post-traumatic stress or trauma in their life. It's also used to bring back memories, if I'm correct in saying. Absolutely. So I am so lucky. I have such a varied kind of career. And I'm, I do work in um, two beautiful nursing homes. And that is part of the magic um, of music therapy as well. Now, again, it might look really different maybe with an, with an older population. As you said, we might be working on stimulating memories. We might be working on our movement. So I guess, you know, stimulating our movement, getting our, getting our joints and limbs moving. Um, we might be working on our cognition. For example, I might, I might ask if I'm working in a group or with an individual, I might ask someone, you know, can you think of a song with the name of a flower in it? So, you know, that's also supporting us to stimulate our cognition. And as I said earlier, we've got this wonderful use of our brains when we're, when we're engaging and listening and making music. So really we're stimulating parts of the brain. That it's, it's been found that really music is the only activity that stimulates these parts of the brain simultaneously. So it's, it's just an incredible uh, activity to engage in, making music and listening to music. And so really because of that, because we're stimulating all these parts of the brain, it may be easier for people to access, um, you know, lyrics through song. And we've also got all, as I said earlier, we've got all these wonderful structures in music that support us, support our memory, support our, you know, our movement. So we've got the rhythm and we've got which can guide us, which can sort of lift us and uh, provide a framework for us 
to either move or um, or to stimulate our memories. It's brilliant. And I guess um, often, for example, in uh, perhaps earlier stages of dementia, you know, short-term memory might be harder to access, but the long-term memory are very much retained. And it can be beautiful to access those with someone. You know, the session that I have might look like me dancing around the room with somebody to, um, to a song that they used to listen to years ago. You know, so it's really... Um, I feel very privileged to do what I do. It is so fascinating, honestly, Jessica, because there is so many stories of how young adults have had a traumatic so many young adults has had a traumatic thing happen to them in their life and then just yeah. a song might bring back a memory. I think it's fascinating that just music alone can do so much for every age group, really. I find you're so kind, Katie, and I find it so fascinating as well. And I guess just to bring you back, you know, for people who have experienced trauma or or are, um, you know, or are experiencing, as so many of us are, various mental health challenges at the moment, it is important that you find the right person to guide you and uh, to work with and to support you in this. If you feel you would like to engage in music therapy, just to make sure that you have um, someone there who has the skills and the awareness and the training to support and guide you through that. When we are on this journey of, of, I suppose, supporting our mental health, it it is really important to get the right support and the right guidance uh, when you are engaging and working within a therapeutic framework. So just to just to reiterate, um, UL, our, our fabulous college, is just around the corner from you guys. And IACAT is a place where you will find everybody who's registered, so everybody who's done the training and is accredited. And that's I-A-C-A-T. Jessica, this has been absolutely fascinating. Before oh. we finish up, if someone was to reach out, that's where they'd find you, ICAT. Uh, that's right. So that is our association. So that is I-A-C-A-T. C-A-T. And if you wanted to find me personally, I would be so, so happy to talk to chat to you. So I have a new website up. It's called mindmusic.ie, all one word. So M-I-N-D-M-U-S-I-C dot I-E. Um, my name again is Jessica Harris. And um, and also you can find me on uh, Facebook on Jessica Harris MT or on LinkedIn as well. So I would be so happy. Please feel free to reach out. I would be so happy to talk to you. Um, and and again, IACAT is our association. So when, when you might be looking maybe in your area to find a music therapist who has been fully, fully qualified and accredited, that is where you'll find them on IACAT. Jessica, I think music therapy is so important for minding our minds. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Katie, it has been an absolute pleasure. I feel really honoured that you asked me to chat to you today. and um, It has been such a pleasure. It's great, great to have to have the chat. So I hope we get to meet in person sometime soon as well. Most definitely. <laughs> we can talk some more music. Jessica, thank yeah, you. Love thank you so much, Katie. Take care.